Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave single with a ten piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. If this is your first Sunday at Mount Olivet, I want to apologize. We are entering into, over the next three weeks, a stewardship campaign where we're going to be talking about uh, giving to the church uh, and as an act of faith. So, if it's your first Sunday, know that, no, not every Sunday am I up here hitting you up for money. Just a few times a year. Jesus and his disciples were a few miles outside of the nation's capital. He had been teaching about how one might enter the kingdom of God. As a child, Jesus told his followers, we talked about this a few weeks ago, to enter the kingdom of God, you must enter as a child as in having nothing, as children apart from birthday cards and allowances have nothing. Then a man kneeled before Jesus and asked him the very same question he had just answered. Jesus' words were still lingering in the air. Now this man appears in all three of the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You might know him better as the rich young man. What must I do to inherit eternal life? The man wanted to know which boxes needed to be checked so that he could enter the kingdom of God. Jesus rattled off a few of those boxes, the easier of the commandments to remember. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Covet. Cheat. Or dishonor. Well, then the young man bragged, because he had not done any of those things since he was a child. In his opinion, the young man had a spotless record. But notice, which I'm sure you all have already done, that Jesus left out the first two commandments. The rest of the commandments were written on these two. I am the Lord your God. Have no other gods before me. And you shall worship no other gods, idols, before me. Jesus didn't ask this rich young man if he was keeping the first two of God's top ten. Jesus asked the question, as Jesus would do, with a lesson. A lesson that, quite honestly, we today try to avoid by telling this young man, Jesus said, to give away everything, all of your stuff. Give the money then to the poor. Sell everything you have so that you only have me, Jesus told the man. This week we are beginning our annual stewardship campaign. This is an exciting time of the year, as weird as that may sound, because we get to plan what ministry looks like for the year to come. We get to dream We get to scheme, and we get to develop a plan to make it all happen with God's help. Things like Bibles for our third graders, and books for families after they have a child baptized. 
food for the Arlington Food Assistance Center and our continued support of La Cocina's mission of job and entrepreneurship training for low-income families in the area. Toilet paper in the bathrooms, salaries and health insurance for the church staff, and being able to continue stop-gap ministries like community assistance in the pastor's discretionary fund. Your generous giving has made this happen in the past, and we pray that it will happen again. In two weeks, you're going to be invited to make a financial commitment to the church for the coming year. Between now and then, we will be exploring what Jesus has to say to us about generosity and generous giving. So just think of this like an NPR pledge drive, but rather than cool gifts, socks, tote bags for you all, we get to be in ministry together, being part of God's mission here in Arlington and around the world. Now let's go back to Jesus. You might be expecting me to say one of two things next. First, I could try to convince you to sell every thing that you have, have a yard sale. Then take all of the proceeds and give them to the church. Or Brent is going to lead a camel through that back door and we're going to try to get that big boy to fit through the eye of a needle. Well, Jesus didn't tell the rich young man to sell it all and give it to his local synagogue. The church didn't exist yet. So that's off the table. I considered the camel bit until I did a Google search, and then I thought better of it, realizing that spending $2,000 on a sermon illustration would be in bad form on the same day that we're kicking off a stewardship campaign. We'll save that for Easter. Eternal life, salvation, and the kingdom of God are not things to be bought or earned. The rich young man did not expect Jesus to tell him to sell it all. The rich young man wanted to talk about social morality, personal ethics, or have Jesus say to him, after bragging about his own righteousness, that he was good to go. Nothing else to be done. Go ahead, rich young man, and enjoy your eternal life. The rich young man lacked one thing. This one thing was beyond conventional morality or practical ethics. This young man needed to repent. He needed to turn away from the one thing that was preventing him from being all in with God. This man's conversion was the order of the day, not an impromptu yard sale. And this is where we appear in this story. The young man's question, what must I do to inherit eternal life was faulty from the beginning. Ask any of the estate lawyers in the room, and they'll tell you. You see, eternal life, salvation, and the kingdom of God are not things that we receive by doing. There's nothing to be done to inherit something, whether it be from God or Aunt Millie, who you just found about from a random attorney. The thing you inherit, you receive it. It's yours. The only people who inherit eternal life or are saved are those who realize that salvation for all people 
is an impossible miracle. Salvation is an act of God and the ultimate inheritance and gift that we do not deserve could never buy and we never saw it coming. It's a gift paid for at a great price. Once realized, this gift transforms our hearts becoming the thing that we cherish most in our lives so that we don't have other idols other gods before the Lord. This good news transforms the entire way we live and we view the world in such a generous way that we don't ask questions like, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What percentage do I have to give? Is it net versus gross income? I hope I got that right. I'm not an economist. How much do I have to give? Do I really have to give it all, Jesus? The generous giving that we, the generous giving that you do, is not an obligation to earn favor with God. We give generously all that we can because God has already given everything away for us. A religious person, like the rich young man, may ask, Well, how much is the right amount? But those who have experienced the amazing grace of God and Jesus Christ know that generous giving is not about a percentage or tax write-offs. It's not a money issue. It's a gospel issue. Life as a disciple of Jesus Christ is about having your attitude about money along with everything else shaped by the good news that Christ has already accomplished all that was required for you to inherit eternal life. Nothing competes for our love of God more than money. Nothing works against us growing in faith, following Jesus, maturing as disciples, and then surrendering all that we have and all that we are to God. More than money, the pursuit of wealth, and the management of of a lifestyle. Jesus didn't want this rich young man's money. And I'll let you in on a secret. God doesn't want yours either. Like the rich young man, God wants your heart. And Jesus has already paid a lot for it. In giving ourselves over to God, our whole selves, we care less about percentages and numbers, knowing That what we give generously pales in comparison to what has already been given for us, for you. I offer it to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.